Okay, hi everyone. I'm Dr. Sanjeev Goh from Peak X Labs, and we're doing our first ever podcast on this topic. And I'm so excited to have Carmelia Ray, celebrity matchmaker. Who bet? Who better to talk about <laughs> why people want to get into peak sex condition? Peak sexual condition and have peak sex, right? That's right. Um, I'm so glad to be here, uh, and the reason being is as a matchmaker. I do match men and women based on all areas of compatibility and sexual preference, sexual libido, um, you know, sexual compatibility is really important. And many marriages and, um, you know, broken relationships have failed because there's been a, a lack of compatibility in that area. So I really am. Um, how does it? I'm just. I'm, this so, I'm so yeah. curious about that, and we didn't even plan about what we were no, going to talk no, about. No, 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 no. We. But totally I'm very not. curious about this piece because okay. we do hear about people having different libido and and different sexual preferences and stuff. Yes. So how is that? How does that? How do you help people with the matchmaking with the in this piece? Okay. And then how can we potentially help them? And I think that's okay. interesting. I'm curious. Um. Well, everybody, uh, when it comes to matchmaking, uh, Doctor Sanji, Doctor Goal. Uh, can I just say Sanjeev, right? Yes. I can just say Go Sanjeev. Yes, okay, yes. we'll be informal here. Yeah. Um, you know, people when they come to me, they will state what they're looking for in a partner. And oftentimes they will go right to sexual, not just preference, right? We're, we're, we've got that clear, whether they're LGBT or straight. But in, in the case of where a man is seeking a woman or a woman seeking a man, they'll often say, I want someone with a high sex drive. If that person has a high sex drive, or they'll say something like, you know what? I'm looking for companionship. Sex is not top of the list. And so I want somebody who is compatible with me in that area. So they will be really straightforward about that. Why do you think that somebody's asking for somebody with like, you know, companionship? Is it because they themselves, like that's not a high priority for them? And It's interesting they- that you ask. It could definitely be that they themselves don't have a high sex drive. And in this case, it's not something that I necessarily coach through, mm-hmm. but there, I'm glad that we're on this topic because it would be, sometimes it's harder for me to match people. Mm-hmm. All of the uh, emotional compatibilities there, the the personality traits are in line, the, yeah. the, the uh, socioeconomic things line up, and then there's this sex piece. This guy has a high sex drive and she doesn't. And this is where this conversation comes in handy because is that person able and willing to match that sex drive or or is it something that they're not even aware of that could be a medical issue or a um or something that could be changed something that could be changed absolutely the other thing that comes across are when when men and women talk about size and i think you know it does size matter right and i'm speaking to the women here and the men who maybe um, have insecurities around um, their, can I say penis? Your their life. penis size. <laughs> it's possible because you are entering a new relationship. You're about to be matched with somebody. And one of the big, big anxieties is around whether they're gonna be compatible in the bedroom. I have a, um, a recent success story of one of my clients who, is now dating mm-hmm. and they have come to a point of intimacy, but before they were intimate, 
there was a lot of anxiety around that intimacy because wondering, oh my gosh, everything is great. Mm-hmm. I hope it's going to be great in the bedroom. Right. And, and you know, first one of the first questions or concerns for her was size being a, a bit of a concern. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, uh, because of the age of the couple, performance. Right. Like really and truly, like does everything work down there? Mm-hmm. Um, and can men, he and la- women. men and women, can yes. he last? You know, it's not just about guys size. lasting right mm-hmm. and not just about size for some but I, let's talk about those things mm-hmm. how can you help in the specific area of libido um for a for a man who is not i won't even call it a complaint but a concern i work with singles looking in new partnerships but i also am in a coupled relationship and i have lots of friends who are coupled and i hear the complaints about their partners not wanting to, you know, forcing that, not forcing, wrong word, (laughs) (laughs) having to like encourage them to take more initiative in the bedroom and they're tired of having to like ask for sex. So what would you do in that case? What can be done? Okay, for the man's side? For, for, let's talk about the man's side, sure. Yeah, okay, so I think, I mean, usually libido is not so much a concern, but of course, as you get older, and usually men, as soon as they hit into the 40s, libido starts to go down. And there's no question. And, and so libido is related to a couple of different things. One is that, yeah, you have a, you know, your hormonal makeup, you know, what, you know. So men have hormonal makeup, makeup. too, exactly. right? And okay. that changes. That changes as we get older. And there's okay. no question that your libido won't be the same as when you were 20. That, that, that definitely does change. But and is it true women's libido rise in their 40s? It can, because it's related to hormones as well. There's uh-huh. there is this kind of second peak that happens <laughs> for women as well. But let's go back to to men. I think okay. that that uh, it's a function of you know your your makeup, like your your hormonal makeup, which could be dependent as as well on your muscle mass. Because uh, you know if you uh, the more fat mass you gain in your body, the more your testosterone converts to estrogen. So oh. it actually is dependent on how fit your body is that it's going to also impact your sexual drive as well. So so. Gener- speaking very generally here, mm. an overweight man in his 40s or older, conceivably, this is very gen- generic, mm-hmm. um, would have less of a libido or more femininity? Well, less, well no, I'm not, more it's more that their testosterone may not be as the as, same level. At the same level which, as... Which would okay. probably impact libido, but there's probably other factors that fa- affect libido. You need to be less stressed. Like for a man, if you're like, Working like okay. you know, twelve hours a day, and you come home and you're super stressed. It's very hard to go into the bedroom and perform, okay? Uh, because you need to be completely relaxed for that part of your body to work, okay? And and then the other thing is you need to feel like you know you're in a, you're in a happy, loving relationship. I sure. think it does matter for a man's. It's hard do, to have. Do, you can't do, okay. totally turn it off. Is there yeah. a percentage of men who suffer from ED? Does everybody know the definition? ED. Yes. Erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. right? Does that happen at a certain age or can that also happen to a younger man? Oh yeah, we see a lot of times happening to people who are in their 20s and 30s. And I think, in, you know, most times, you know, it's not related to blood flow or to hormones. It's really related to anxiety and stress. And what ends up happening for people who are, um, you know, having, you know, having a problem with keeping the erection or they're losing it right as soon as they're going to start is oh, is psychological one. and what happens is just like this fear thing that comes up like okay oh my god i don't want to lose it and as soon as you start <laughs> thinking you're going to lose it you lose it so i think and that, how stressful is that when you're dating yeah and so like you're just in a new dating relationship and you're got all this anxiety about whether you can keep it up and that's the type of stuff we want to help coach you through at pkx labs like 
It's okay. not just looking at your hormone profile and perhaps you okay. know improving your body, helping you get onto an exercise program and some supplements. It's about let's look at the full pack package here. We want to look at that you're entering to something new. You want to be at your best. So there is a Peak X Labs consult as well, correct? That's right. mm-hmm. And Peak X Labs consult would it really cover everything to do with sexual? Um, no, I don't want to even call it maturity, just sexual exploration or sexual education. What would you call that? Well, I think we just do, we do a whole look at your body to see that all the different systems which impact which impact your sexual function. One is obviously your mental state, your cardiovascular system, okay. your hormone system. You know, um, you know what uh, your fat fat on your on your body all these things impact okay um you know how are you going to perform you know when so when you want to. so peak x labs can address and help a person or a man who's dealing with uh erectile issues correct yeah. and sometimes it's self-confidence issue as well okay so we want to help people feel better about themselves and it might be you know simply even uh, taking better care of their body and Perfect. They, then they just feel more confident and then so let's move on to some of the female issues can I ask you one question yeah. just before? Because I'm just I'm still curious about <laughs> okay. how it impacts in, in your work, line of work. Yes. That, so, what percentage of of uh, do you think that sex sexual relation, relationship? How important is it for the uh, for relationship to work out? Like, how important is it for? The, I would say it's important a hundred percent of the time. Okay. I know there isn't any there. I have not dealt with a client that has placed sexual performance and sexual satisfaction in partnership as low on their list. Like I can honestly say every person I am working with currently and and conceivably like waiting to work with me, a big motivator is to have that physical connection and to have sex. I mean, sex beyond intimacy, sex and intimacy, not just the act of sex. I think that's important. That's right. So sex and intimacy. So Mm -hmm. that is absolutely important. The connection piece. Many of the singles I work with have no problems per se establishing the sex piece. That's right. Which is independent from the intimacy piece. Right. So it's really about connecting that tired of having just sex or tired of having just intimacy, it's really the pairing of both the sex connection and intimacy that we're talking about. How do you help people with this intimacy issue? Um, I'm sure a lot of well, men, this is, a lot of well, men the, the, <laughs> may have A that new issue. outlet for helping people with this uh, intimacy issue is Peak X Labs, That's right. which is why we're here. Um, and certainly I, uh, I consider myself an expert in many areas, including dating relationships, but where it comes to sexual function, helping someone with sex and whatever they might need to aid in that process, I'm always going to work with a professional, which is why we're having this conversation. There is a question. Um, Carmelia, do you recommend hormone testing to your clients since sexual compatibility is a requirement? Is this part of your membership? Ooh, great question. Um, I, I would recommend hormone. I have not completed the hormone testing yet. So I never, not never, I certainly would recommend it to anybody. I'm very curious to know about that result. So once I understand the result and how that works and and how it can relate to sexual um, satisfaction in a partnership, absolutely, I would recommend that. I'm learning about that now. Yeah, no, I I think that hormonal assessment is probably one of the backbones of of looking at uh, sexual function in somebody who's over 40, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there was, um, I worked with a, a separate company before that did DNA 
testing and compatibility to see whether or not it was called instant chemistry, oh. whether they were compatible in the DNA wow. already. And mm -hmm. that could be scary for some people because here you like somebody and yet your DNA is going to tell you, ah, <laughs> might be a deal breaker. Wow. But I think anything that you have access to that can tell you more about your partner, I would totally stand behind. Whatever you can learn about your partner, both uh, emotionally, physically, spiritually, great. We haven't even talked about STDs. Like there are so many questions that people have surrounding sex and sexual orientation and preference and and all kinds of things. No, so we should definitely, yeah, we'll have, I know, have, to have we'll another have show on we'll that. We'll have another show on that. Okay, sure. so let's talk, we dealt with uh, um, one of the issues men go mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. There was something in our conversation you talked about and we, we you said that part of Peak X Labs is having access to technology that is not available right. just anywhere. That's right. Um, as a 47-year-old female and now working with a number of female clients over 50 as well, um, they have concerns about uh, vaginal dryness. Mm -hmm. um, and is that related to also change in hormones and maybe women yeah. in menopause. Yeah. What can be done about that particular situation? Sure. And is it weird to be in the bedroom and just pull out some lube, like, <laughs> like no, I think and just be like, okay, I have vaginal dryness, so can we use this? Like, I think what, the, how do you deal the with lube that? thing has you know traditionally been the way people have been dealing with it, but but I think you know if you go to your doctor, you may be lucky if your doctor gives you estrogen cream, which which is what most doctors recommend, which helps, you know, to make things better. Like estrogen cream for your vaginal yes, area? Yes, that's right. Okay. And, and, and so that's, that okay. does work. There's no question that does work. I mean, you, but the problem is that you can't give, we have to be careful. Not everyone needs to be getting estrogen because estrogen may have some side effects. So that's where we need to look at your genetic makeup to see that for you, is estrogen safe? You know, is it going to cause any other problems? You know, so that's why uh, I'm always a little bit hesitant about using that type of modality. Okay. Without without checking the genetic makeup of the person. So is there uh, an actual oral medication to help with vaginal dryness, or oh. is there something else? Beyond? No, there's lots. I think there's other. There's a couple of new options, which I'm I'm just amazed by all the technology that's happening out there. There's a company that's doing this. Um, uh, it's it's like an electro, uh, muscle stimulation of your whole pelvic region, which Ooh. is helping to just uh, strengthen the muscles of your vagina and and your the rest of the whole area there and, and especially improving, your, apparently improves your sexual function in women I, and in men. I have a recent friend that I went away with and she said she had worked with a pelvic physio. Yeah, pelvic, pelvic physio, what pelvic is that? Pelvic physiotherapist to help help you with, uh, you know, stimulating those muscles to make them stronger. So this, you know, the muscles, the exercises are called Kegel exercises. Kegel so, exercises. So what happens is as you get, as you get older, the, the 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 muscles get weaker and that's why people start to have things like you know, stress incontinence where like if you know you laugh loudly you lose a little bit of urine that's because the muscles are getting weak so oh, anything so can to stimulate those, help with that help to you know make those muscles stronger and in men if you want to have a stronger ejaculation and you need to get those muscles stronger as well so okay. this the machine that uh, that's come out I think it's called Mcella and it's you just sit on this kind of like the seat and it just stimulates those muscles and contracts oh, does, them. Does something insert in the vagina? No? No. It's it's just, no, it doesn't insert. What, it, what is, yeah. does it vibrate? It's, it, I think you feel, yeah, some contractions. <laughs> uh, does anybody from so the- So it's not recommended for pregnant <laughs> Do you women, want to speak right? out? Like, I think we have, uh, Michelle could just speak out. You could just speak and tell us that there's nothing else. There's can I no try this thing? How does this work? <laughs> Come, cl come, come closer, on, come, come on, closer. Okay. We're just inviting the spa, spa okay. owner here from, from Phoenix. Oh, watch out. Yeah, okay. it doesn't matter. You can just 
Quickly. Come on in. Go say a couple of <laughs> words. Come say a couple of words. Um, so it's magnetic pulses. So mm-hmm. you'll feel you're going to be sitting on, it's essentially like a little round stool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll feel Do you have a machine pulses. here? It's coming. Oh, it's, it's coming. coming. Ooh, yeah. pulsing coming near you. Yeah, coming to coming. you. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's um, kind of like doing Kegels, but you're just sitting on this stool and it mm-hmm. helps with urine incontinence as well and mm-hmm. strengthening the pelvic floor and then we're looking you know some other things that are out there is a radio frequency uh where basically it's like an like a using radio frequency waves to stimulate the wall of vagina to make it more youthful and then there's um also co2 laser carbon dioxide laser which also just basically it kind of shaves off the top layer and then when it comes back it comes back also more youthful so there's a couple of things that people are doing in just that space and then the really interesting piece is the um what we call the o-shot which is where we... Uh, What's like, an O-shot? It's a, I don't know why it's called O. I don't know if it meant orgasm, but it's it's called the O-shot. And it's where, uh, we basically take um, your blood and we spin it down. We take the PRP, which is the platelet-rich plasma, yeah. and we inject it back into the vaginal wall. And that's... Okay, so the vaginal you, wall, not the vulva. Vaginal. No. Okay. The wall, yeah. And that does what? That helps to rejuvenate the uh, vagina as oh, well. Oh, so yeah. rejuvenate meaning tightness. Could be tightness. It could be just make it, you know, not. Uh, okay. Are you guys? Do you want an interesting Christmas gift? <laughs> this is. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. And then the, who doesn't want a, you know, a nice vaginal wall? That would be great. For new Year's. Everyone deserves a new. Vaginal and then the men, you're not being wall. left out. There's something called the pee shot, and the pee shot is similar. We take your blood, and we spin it down. We bring up the platelet-rich plasma. So it's a specific layer of your blood not the red blood cells, but the rest, the other part. And then we inject that into your penis and apparently that helps with- uh, So so does that give size. a man an instant erection or not? No, it won't be instant, no. But it's what it's doing, a platelet-rich plasma is helping um, hopefully form some new blood cells, blood uh, vessels, sorry, to your penis. And then they're saying people are using it for um, increasing the girth of your penis. Oh, because and, but, um, so you're really just injecting your own blood mm-hmm. into your own organ. Yes. And and the side effect or what could be instant is the What's appearance it? of enlargement or uh, it actually no, will no, be No, no, over large. time. It takes it takes uh, weeks. What's happening is in platelet-rich plasma, and you're, people are using this for all types of things, you know, your skin or making your hair grow back or, you know, in your joints. But if you inject into your penis, what ha- what's happening is that that platelet-rich plasma is calling your body various you know immune factors to go and stimulate healing and to stimulate growth healing stem cells and then stem. i want to talk about that and then stem um, cells yes yes because we also had talked off camera about um penile like enhancement that was non-surgical and effective so what would be what what does peak what could or does peak x labs offer to men who want to increase size without going through drastic surgery? What's available to them right now? So um, there's a couple of things available. One is the, um, I mean, obviously the surgery's there and, and, and there's sometimes- So do you refer out for surgery or? Yeah, no, that's that's done by specialists. Okay. And that's a specific type of skill. Um, there is a type of uh, a hormone which, which has been used for people who have small penises to help increase the girth. That's called HCG. That is HCG. A, oh, so you can we can do that. As you, a can, you can you can directly inject in the no, penis. It's actually just injection in your body. 
And yeah. how does it know to go in the penis? It goes through your whole body, so it stimulates oh. a stimulates your <laughs> stimulates a hormone <laughs> okay. called uh, LH, which then goes in and uh, stimulates testosterone. And also, oh, so that's you'll just they'll notice that. How, it does but, apparently but, has side effect of increasing penile uh, size and. Um, and then this injection, the local injection of the PRP, and you can add stem cells to it, will just give a bigger effect and will increase. Can, can they actually, so so I, I hear you talking about girth, mm-hmm. but what about length? Will they length also and girth s- come together, but girth is more likely to happen. Like length is a bit harder like you know, to happen, to be honest. Cause, sure, you know. so, we're, so you're talking about it, like enlarging a smaller penis in terms of girth, mm-hmm. Which I think has a effect. Oh yeah, this. I mean, they, don't they say that girth is more important than length? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all important. <laughs> I think it's all important. I mean, this is this is good. This is great. This. I mean, it's a solution. We we didn't have these solutions before. No, I think that's what's amazing. That every day we're learning about new things. I just came back from the anti aging conference in Las Vegas, and there are a number of people doing this type of treatment now, where they're injecting into the penis and uh, the PRP or stem cells. And then they're using this vacuum-like thing that you put over your penis. And all it's doing is bringing more blood. And you keep that on every day for like 30 minutes. And that helps to even make that treatment even more effective. So it's so definitely do, people are so coming do, up. Are these things. resources, of, are, are they coming to PeakX Lab? Are they available here now? So what's available now is the injections. We can okay. do those injections. We can do the hormones. And uh, we don't have that vacuum thing right now, but it's coming. Here's an actual question. Um, I'd be interested to know. Michelle asks, can you inject filler to make the penis larger? People and is are, that safe? Yeah, people are doing that. I, I don't think there's any reason that it's not safe. Um, it's not something that we haven't done a lot of, to be honest. But uh, I just okay, go about ahead. that recently. That, yes, so there's, there's no like side effect to that that you're aware? Well, filler, filler is being used, put in the face as, as well. So it's just- But isn't little... that a paralysis thing? Like who wants to oh. paralyze their penis? You mean that's Botox. That's okay. Botox. Botox, so... we would never do <laughs> <Okay>. that. <laughs> that Don't be, Botox that your be penis. Malpractice. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> Shows you how much I know about. Yeah, so We Botox do not want to totally... paralyze the penis. <laughs> no, okay. So Jean asks, is there a more natural way for men to increase yes, I think there's testosterone? Lots, Good question. And of... why is that even, like, there's always this, like, Jean is asking this question because there seems to be this relationship to testosterone and manliness. Like, is mm. that really the thing? Like, does that mean you have more testosterone? Because you just... I uh, said earlier that testosterone actually converts to estrogen. Mm. So, like, what does that question mean? Well, no, I, th- I think that, yeah, what differentiates a man from a woman in birth? And, I mean, even in utero, the turning on of testosterone is what separates. Otherwise, we're all going to be female babies. Okay. But then what ends up happening is that somewhere along the pathway, in, in a male fetus, testosterone gets turned on, and that's what creates that's what creates the male So we form. start with the same sex, it, it converts into a, yeah. either penis or vagina. Yeah, and, that's, and what testosterone is what does that. Okay. So I think, yes, there are differences between men and you know, it's not necessarily more testosterone is better, but more testosterone does give you, you know, more, ma- more mass, more aggression, whatever the male characteristics are. You know. now, now, have you dealt with, without really talking about specific patient, Concerns, mm-hmm. but how often are you treating or or hearing a, sitting across from a patient talking about sex 
or sexual problems and concerns having this impact on them emotionally and you know it causing stress per se in the bed like because they're having problems in the bedroom yeah i think that most times that people are be, are actually affected they're doing it to themselves i mean i think that people have this kind of sense of this is what ideal is and they put this pressure on themselves and they want to you know so i think most times people are doing it for themselves they're not necessarily doing it for their partner ah. i think people want to kind of feel good about and they have this certain standard of for themselves and they, you know I, I, I so guess. if they like for example when you are talking to a man who all of a sudden is dealing with this penile situation like not being able to keep an erection That's, or have an it's erection it's very hard on on a man to like have that type of problem mm-hmm. it's very hard on, on the on the ego and self confidence let's talk about premature ejaculation, ejaculation. yeah sure let's. like that's yeah, definitely I've heard of this. Well, some clients have complained about that to yeah. me and wondering what's the solution? How is there a cure for that? Um, yeah, there are there are definitely things that can be done for that. Um, I was just um, so the mainstay of that has been um, some type of behavioral treatment. You know, where we teach people to desensitize, not to go and just go right for the intercourse part. Where, you know, rather to take it slowly and and to learn to understand the sensations, so that you're not person doesn't just like have ejaculation right away. So I think that's 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 been the traditional way. Okay. We also know there's certain types of medications like um, SSRI family which is used for depression and anxiety that small dose tends to just push off a person having uh, an So can someone actually can a man like can actually like meditate his way through that? Is there like a meditation process so he's not thinking <laughs> like less turned on? Like thinking about turtles uh, or counting sheep or, or something? Yeah. Like can he do that? Or is yeah. it just the, is I is it mental or, or is it actual the, the, the physical I think sensation? It's mostly mental. Mostly mental. Yeah. With how we handle that physical sensation is, is a mental thing. So I think that <laughs> you know, without going into big Kama Sutra type of thing, I think this is something that we can uh, that people learn okay. and they have, to, they have to understand their body and the sensations that come from it and the medications that I was mentioning yeah they make they help you and you know people are also using like you know um, a desensitizing cream but there's different ways to handle this type of thing so those would be I would say three different ways that can so, be used for um, ejaculation can there be an overuse of Viagra and and what like for people who don't necessarily know what Viagra is or thinking mm. about it like who should actually use Viagra? And is that something a doctor prescribes or is it over the counter? No, stuff? yeah, it's a prescription medication and there's about four or five medications in this family. Okay. Like Cialis and Viagra. Um, and uh, Is Cialis the female? Um, oh no, it's just another version. Another this, version, okay. Yeah. Women can use it, but they haven't shown so much effect in women because it doesn't seem to be, uh, well, all Viagra is doing is that it's opening the blood flow. So is Viagra like Tylenol, it's just a, a, a a popularized because exactly. that's right. They okay, just, they it's were the, the name first. of it's the first. The of first its kind. one. Okay. So there's many versions, and you know, Viagra is shorter acting, and Cialis is longer acting. So there's just they're different medications, but they all act the same way, and that is by increasing the amount of nitric oxide, which dilates the blood vessels, so more blood gets into that area. Is it addictive? Can you be? Addicted? I don't think it's addictive. I think it, it lasts a number of hours, and I don't think you know we have that. At least I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, okay. I think maybe people get addicted to it. They like the feeling of it and the fact that it's, 
It changes things. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I know, I but know, I, 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 I've never. I don't know if it's physically addictive. Okay, because I don't know how. I mean, I've never seen it in action. <laughs> I, I've never had to thankfully had to use it. But is it true that it it prolongs an erection? for a certain period of time, but will it stay up for two hours? Is that the whole? Well, I think what happens is that more blood is going there. So like you normally, uh, you know, the erection will, won't last, I mean, people, but I think what happens is it just makes it easier to hold the erection for longer. Okay. That's all. Okay. Because you don't have to, you don't have to be so much in the mood. Okay. You can, you can I, be half I'm, in the I'm mood asking really, because I'm sure there are people that are curious yeah. about that. Yeah. And then um, is, are there natural remedies to affect a woman's libido that she can take orally that's similar to Viagra, as you as you talked about. Is there a different kind of medication? We're just learning about that. They're coming out with some of these types of new medications. There's a new peptide that just come out, uh, PT-141, which um, uh, people are using for enhancing libido. There's another type of peptide called melatonin. Uh, melatonin. I how come uh, I not know? melatonin the hormone? Okay. Melatonin or something. Something like that. It's, yeah, okay. so it's similar to melatonin. It's I mean, for women. It it does work. On, I mean, not just women. It it apparently has a side effect of increasing libido. Okay. Same with PT one four one. So there are things that are coming out, and those are type of things we can help you with. And uh, and sexual function out. for men can doesn't end at any age, right? I mean. You can, they can have sex. I was just hearing that in, in uh, long-term <laughs> care homes. Uh, uh, Are they like hooking up ramped. in long-term care homes? <laughs> rampant. Like? <laughs> <laughs> Sexual activity is rampant and STDs are rampant. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just saying that, yes, it doesn't end. I think we think that it ends, but it doesn't end. It doesn't end, and okay. Do we have time for an STD? Any more questions? Is there anybody on the feed? Or are they just commenting? <laughs> All comments? We're good. Okay. Um, Lastly, in terms of STDs, are there somebody who who has an STD? Are there now medications and new forms of therapy that will suppress, like the common STD of herpes, as an example? Can yeah. someone have like? Is there something that someone can take so that they don't experience an outbreak at all? There is. People do take like a what we call prophylactic treatment, means that you take it every day. Uh, or even before even feel this this coming on, you take the medicine right away and it might just stop it. So uh, yes, those medicines are out there and your doctor can give you that to you or I can give that So to if you. someone has a known STD, yeah. can they have unprotected sex and well, not risk their partner? There are different types of STDs. So the, the virus herpes, um, you never actually cure it. All you do is that you kind of make it hide with the, with the medication. So it tends to not be transmissible when you don't have an outbreak. Okay, it's so most transmissible when you have an outbreak. So, you, mean so a partner could who who does have that um, virus mm -hmm. can have unprotected sex and not infect their partner, but as long as their partner is willing to take that risk. Yeah, there's some. There's probably still some risk. We don't okay. know what that risk is, but there may be still some risk uh, even if you great. don't have an outbreak. Not great for that. Like for, <laughs> this has been a great hour. Um, so what's the what are what's our giveaway? Our giveaway is a free PeakX consult, and you can just put your name into the thread, and we'll uh, reach out to you and set that up. Great, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at PeakX Labs. If you've got questions uh, mm -hmm. regarding sex, or if you're dating and you have questions that you'd like to address your partner, let us know, and we will also answer that in um, upcoming episodes. So let us know, yeah, what you'd like us to maybe talk about next, because I think this was so successful. <laughs> it was. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, right. guys. Take care.